Another day is here, and you're ready for it. What to wear? Check. Breakfast, lunch, and dinner? Check. Planning for what's next and how to save for it? That's where Bank of America can help. For your financial to-dos, Bank of America has experts ready to help get you closer to your goals. Get started at one of our local financial centers or 24-7 in our mobile banking app. Find a location near you at bankofamerica.com slash talk to us. What would you like the power to do? Mobile banking requires downloading the app and is only available for select devices. Message and data rates may apply. Bank of America and a member FDIC. In this town, there is no off-season. The news never stops and neither do we. It's always game day in Cleveland with Andy Baskin and Daryl Ryder. It is always game day in Cleveland. He's Daryl Ryder. I am Andy Baskin. We are brought to you by Smiley One and Bryant, Northeast Ohio's premier heating and cooling service, especially with all the snow falling here in Northeast Ohio right now. Uh, I hope you're warm. I'll just say that. Um, Daryl, so we're in the middle of our show today. Jeff's off this week. And uh, I just happened to mention, excuse me, I happen to mention that I had some high school friends in uh, to watch the game. They were from all over. One was from Dallas. One was from Toledo. Um, one was from Pittsburgh. And we, we all went to Heights together. And they were sitting up in the 500s. And so I it, at the two-minute warning in the first half, I just started walking up there. By the way, that's it's a haul. Credit to you. Yes, it is. <laughs> Anybody that sits in the 500s, I tip my cap to you if you're not taking um, – the escalator up, or if you're not taking elevators up to the 500, I, I congratulate you on your good health and exercise. And then as I ran into my other 50 plus buddies that were up in the 500s, um, we were just talking and, you know, it was a good time. And the 500 is a really great place. I, I just, I love the energy up there. I got to be honest, the fans up there are diehard fans and it's a blast. So I was up there for a little while watching the game from there. And then Poobah comes flying into the studio. Typical Poobah. Oh, let's make a big deal out of something that's not really a big deal. But he came out and he said, I don't know if you noticed, but there were a lot of empty seats there in the 500s. Were there more orange people wearing all orange up there that we couldn't see them when they were camouflaged? And I was just like, I'm like, Poobah, just stop. This isn't York. Can you chill out a little bit? And so he did bring up an interesting point. This team has one loss at home all season because their quarterback, because we found out who the quarterback was like five minutes before the game against the Ravens. I might have still lost that game, but does this team deserve a better crowd? And then I'm going to say another thing too, because for the empty seats that you see in the club level, and I'm not making excuses, but those people can easily walk back to the bar that's behind their seats and enjoy the game from back there and not be freezing and not get rained on. Also, there are other places in the stadium now that if you're in the 500s and maybe you just had it and you're too cold and you don't want to sit in your seat anymore, um, you can go watch the game from somewhere else inside the stadium and you're covered up. So, you know, maybe those seats are still paid for, but they're empty during the game. That said, there's one home game left. It's against the Jets. It's on Thursday night. I'm assuming that we think that place is going to be packed and and to the brim. I don't. I haven't looked at the weather forecast for that game yet because we're – I should be able to get it, but I don't know. What do you think? Should the fans be criticized for this? Uh, Well, I I did notice that there were um, a lot of fans dressed as orange chairs uh, during uh, the game, Mm -hmm. which is a little unusual. The other thing I've noticed is the Muni lot is not nearly as full as it used to be. That I noticed on the way into at the time that I'm there. Yeah. Well, I mean, at 930 in the morning, because I usually – I so for pregame I do my 9 a.m. hit from home, and then as soon as I take off the headset, I grab my stuff, 
walk out the door, get down to the stadium. So I'm usually down by East 9th Street around 9.40, okay? And so I drive by the Muni lot on the shoreway there. And typically, that Muni lot is packed to the gills, okay? And I've noticed the last couple of home games that at that particular time, now I can't speak for anything after because when someone in the stadium, I have no idea what's going on in the Muni right. lot. At bad that weather time, the last I, two games though too let's I, let's not let's there i mean the weather has empty. been very good last at muni lot 50 percent empty at oh 90, see now okay so i went by at i was in i so i was there at not i, I didn't think it was empty daryl i thought it was at yeah it was there was sections of the muni lot that the back end where the tennis courts where the tennis courts used to be that was empty but i didn't see yeah, i i saw a lot a lot of empty space and then when you looked across the street at mm-hmm. where uh, Burke is Burke. and they have those lots there, again, saw a lot of available parking spaces. Now, weather, I'm sure, had something to do with it because, you know, who wants – and I want to make very clear, I'm a guy that sits in the press box for the game, so I am the last person to criticize – to not criticize uh, – you know, I do not want to criticize a fan who has to, you know, sit out in the elements and in the rain and all that. There's a reason why that I, Daryl Ryder, am leading the build the damn dome brigade, okay? I, there, there's a reason that I am leading that charge and I am still I'm fight. I feel like I'm fighting an uphill battle Baskin. Daryl, we would, if we had a, if we had a dome, you wouldn't even have windows in the press box. Right. Well, yeah, right. I, I could actually enjoy the ambiance of the state. Actually, I wouldn't enjoy the ambiance cause I wear earplugs. <laughs> it's so loud. Um, and, and, wait, wait, could you imagine the glass in front of the press box if it wasn't there? Oh my God. Well, because the fans in front of the press box spend half the game banging on the, it's like, what do you turn around, watch the game, leave us alone. <laughs> it is pretty funny. Actually. We have, funny. we have nothing to do with it, with whatever has just happened, positive or negative. We have nothing to do with it. We're just documenting what positive or negative uh, thing that may have uh, happened on the field. But anyway, I, so I will never criticize fans for not being out in the elements and not braving the elements and things like that. Um, again, I'm the president of the build the damn dome coalition. And I, I, I feel like it needs to happen. I think yesterday's game is a perfect example of that. You're in mid December, you're in a playoff race, you're above 500 and you have fans that don't want to be in the elements. And I think that the Cleveland Browns need to recognize that you have an even better home field advantage when you have butts in the seats and not on the concourse or not in the clubs or not. You, you see what I'm saying? So yeah, I, if you go back and watch the end of the game though, I mean, it was uh, uh, majority of the people stayed. Chance. Yeah. But the, the people, people that stayed. were there stayed, I mean, it right. was, they were a great crowd. I'm not going to, I'm not. And again, I'm not, I'm not criticizing the crowd. Not, not one bit. Again, as someone who sits in the press box where it's nice and comfortable, I am not going to criticize fans for not being out in the elements. I will criticize the Browns for dragging their ass and trying to get a dome built. It's it's time to kick that into gear. Doesn't the city have something to do with that too, though? Yeah, yeah, they got to find somewhere to build said dome. I understand that as well, and they also have to find some way to pay for the dome. But again, it's not my money. I don't. Well, actually, it will be because taxpayer money will be used. But it's something that needs to. So my whole point though is that, um, you know, I I can't speak for, uh, you know, whether or not it was a. I don't think it's a ticket sold problem. Um, I'm looking on the official box score here to see if they, yeah, I was looking to, I don't see it. Uh, Yeah, they do paid attendance 67,919. And that is, that's a sellout crowd for Cleveland Brown saying that's capacity crowd. So I'm guessing people were in the clubs, people were hiding under the concourses 
and, you know, shelter and things like that. And once again, what solves that problem is a dome. Um, but you mean a facility we can use more than 10 times a year? Yes. What? That's yes. silly. Absolutely. So uh, maybe get some final fours here, compete for a Super Bowl. I don't know. You know a bowl it, game in Cleveland? I, I mean, there's no dome anywhere in the state of Ohio. Bengals don't have a dome. Columbus didn't have a dome, right? So just saying. Um, but yeah, it's there are it, four it, or five it, colleges and high schools that have better indoor facilities than the Browns, too. Well, that's true, too. But the in, in their defense, they did spend millions of dollars to redo the practice fields and put systems under there. Daryl, just help me out with this one question. Why wouldn't they extend the indoor field house to 100 yards? I because just don't they want to practice outside. If they can, if they can, they want to practice outside. That's why they spent the money on the practice fields. So, but you're saying though that they keep it small so it forces them to go outside? No, they, the preference is to practice outside. Now, one thing that they are going to do, I think, is at some point they got to get the weight room out of the indoor. And because mm -hmm. the current weight room is a recovery space now, uh, remember they had to move the weight room because of COVID into the indoor to, for social distancing. So then they said, well, instead of putting the weight room back, let's just use that open available space now for, you know, uh, for recovery, you know, the, the tubs and the chambers and all that stuff. And now what they have to do is they have to find somewhere to, to, to move the weight room again. And I'm guessing they'll have to add on, you know, have to add on to that facility. But right now, Zero plan to expand the indoor because, again, they invested millions of dollars to put systems under those practice fields so that they don't freeze over and they can be they can be used uh, into January and, Fe and hopefully February sometime. So that is the thinking there. And it's hard. Again, it's hard for me to. Yeah, but in February, in February, wouldn't you want the indoor at that point? Because that would mean that you're probably playing in a dome but the last week of the season. But it's about. You know, there's, a, I think, a toughness element there too. This is a tough football team this year, Andy. And this is the, I'm, I'm just, I'm, you listen. You ask the question. I give Why you do we care about the elements in February if you're playing in the Super Bowl and it's going to be in a dome or nice weather anyway? That's all I'm saying. It does I, sound kind of silly. I think that's a good note to leave it on. The Browns playing in the Super Bowl. That is the perfect note to leave it on. All right. I have one other question. What are they doing with that extra space on the side? Just real quick. The side, you know what I'm saying? Where the dumpster is, where they built, where they bought all those houses. And the other side of the street, if they ever get the one house. Um, you with me on that? Oh, yeah. Oh, the, the neighborhood that the. Yeah. The, yeah. The, they, they've got some plans in the works. Oh, okay. Yeah. They, they, I mean, they, they didn't just buy it for it to sit there and be in an empty field. <laughs> so well. they, they, they've got some plans in the works. So. All right. He's Daryl Ryder. I'm Andy Baskin. Meredith Kane, thank you, as always, for putting up with us for a half hour. We appreciate it. One more podcast coming later this week before the Browns take on the Texans. Texans, Browns. It's always game day, Cleveland. See ya.